You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional, Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com. When I was in college, my roommate took me into the city, the hottest day in June. He said, bro, when we grow up, would you be a fire-eating drag queen, a cop with assless chaps? He said, will you defeat them? The bigots and the assholes The plans that they have made Because one day I'll leave you A crop top and several bags of glitter To join the pride parade Get the feeling he's watching over me I kind of feel like he should let it go And through it all, bathroom stalls, the bodies in the streets And when you go, we want you all to know You're scaring Lord, you're scaring Lord And though you're just a kid, believe me Your neon hair is scaring Lord you're scaring Ron. And in my heart, I can't control it. This my best fucking own it. Oh, and it just ends too soon. So <laughs> you're scaring Ron. Oh, my goodness. That is an actual band. They're called Sub Radio. And this little minute and 45 second um, ditty 
has gone viral. And thank you to listener Tamara, who sent that to me this morning. Um, I just want it to be a little longer and have a real ending. But hey, good stuff when you can get it. Poor Ron. No, not really. Um, He's getting everything he deserves. I'm so glad the rest of the country is finally seeing what I've been telling you for the last few years, right? Uh, It's about time. And boy, he's imploding. Did you hear? Somebody asked him, uh, DeSantis we're talking about now, you know, the the erstwhile governor of Florida. You wouldn't know if you lived here. uh, It's crisis after crisis after crisis, and he's nowhere to be found. That might be a good thing, because we're probably better off without him than um, than if he were here. Um, uh, But he was asked if he would consider being Donald Trump's running mate. And I didn't pull the clip. Just, I can't stand the sound of his voice. It's so nasally. But he said... He said something like, I'm not number two. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you are. You're exactly number two. Um, yeah, I, I'm nobody's number two. I'm more of a leader. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Anyway, um, yeah, so what happened here in Florida is I told, I've been telling you, you cannot get homeowner's insurance here, right? You cannot get homeowner's insurance. And today... Farmers pulled out of the state, leaving a few hundred thousand homeowners without insurance. Now, we know in the next however many years, Florida is going to be underwater. South Florida, where I live, will be underwater. And um, you can't get homeowners insurance. So there's and now farmers is gone. And Ron DeSantis He's out there wearing his go-go boots and putting Casey out on the front lines. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's not really a good thing. So, it's been a day. So, let me tell you, you know, I, the news is enough to drive anyone crazy. And since I've been working to relieve my stress and depression, I've really tuned out of the news as much as possible lately. It's by choice. And it hasn't been difficult. So, but today I tuned in thinking, you know what, I have a guest coming on uh, later in the show. L- let me tell you about this guest. I, I, um, she is um, what Ingrid, what's her last name? Ingrid Newkirk, I believe. Ingrid Newkirk. She is the founder and president of PETA. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. We've all learned, we've all known about PETA for decades now, right? And you may not always agree with their tactics, though um, they do get attention. They do make people stand up and take notice, right? And and their their motives are right. They want to protect animals. Um, and uh, look, I've I've not been involved with PETA because I think sometimes maybe they do they do cross the line. Although I applaud them. For their actions. Well, this time, I really like what what she's doing. She, Ingrid, is doing. So I'm going to let her tell you the story. But basically, you know, I titled today's show, Wildlife Wednesday, where there's a will, there's a way. Well, she's bequeathed her body parts, not to science, but to the different entities <laughs> that she's been... Um, 
you know, battling for all these years to make a point. And we'll leave it at that. She'll join us at the bottom of the hour. So stick around for, uh, for Ingrid Newkirk. It should be a fascinating discussion. Um, but so knowing that I had this first half hour and a lot was going on today, there's a lot of stuff. I did, you know, my perusal of the news. And I'll tell you something. It, it's, it's crazy. So today, the House Judiciary Committee which in and of itself is a travesty because the chair of said committee is Jim Jordan. Batshit crazy Jim Jordan, who should be facing charges for looking the other way when boys in his, under his care at Ohio State University on the wrestling team were being molested by the coach. He knew about it and did nothing to protect those boys. And now it's all come out. Right now, it's uh, and and hopefully there will be a price to pay. And um, uh, now, instead of being held accountable for those crimes, Jim Jordan is chairing the House Judiciary Committee. Anyway, today they held a hearing with uh, FBI Director Chris Ray. Now, Chris Ray, not my favorite FBI director, he was appointed by Donald Trump. He was Donald Trump's guy. I saw the tweet today. Somebody retweeted uh, the the, um, the the glowing accolades with which the former guy introduced Chris Ray as the new FBI director. You know, they like him until they don't. Anyway, um, so at this at this um, at this uh, hearing today, of course, Jim Jordan <clears throat> accused Chris Ray and the agency of being weaponized against conservative americans oh because those conservatives they're so so uh persecuted don't you know oh wrong i i don't have my my little sound up here what oh yeah there it goes there it is (laughs) i knew it was there somewhere ah um so uh you know this hearing was uglier it was grounded in absolute made-up bullshit um, but that's how this Congress, under Republican rule, if you could call it that, operates. <clears throat> there was one, uh, I, you know, I'm not going to play much of it, just because, again, I am turning away from this stuff and more into things that, that, that affect us directly. Um, and, and I'm trying to keep, my blood pressure is not really a problem, but trying to keep my blood pressure down and my stress down. But I, I need to share this with you. So um, Eric Swalwell, he's good. So Eric Swalwell, um, here's just one little comment he made towards Jim Jordan, who's got this holier-than-thou attitude, and he's just, he's just an asshole. But here's Swalwell. Gentleman from California is recognized. Director, I think it's quite rich that the guy that has accused you of lawlessness and weaponization is 400 days into violation of his own congressional subpoena over January 6th. Quite rich to me that you're hearing all of these allegations from somebody who won't even respond to a lawful subpoena. Quite rich. That's one way to put it. Uh, Eric Swalwell is good at um, <clears throat> committeeing. Um, someone else who's really good at committeeing, uh, that's a word I just made up, by the way, is Ted Lieu. We haven't heard a lot from Ted Lieu lately, but he also sits on the House Judiciary Committee. And he was at that hearing today with FBI Director Chris Ray, And, 
you know, again, while the, the Jim Jordan and his minions in the Republican Party, such as it is, are trying to say, look, the DOJ has a vendetta against the the conservatives. It's all it's 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 Ob- it's Obama. It's Biden's um, DOJ doing this. And, uh, you know, they've weaponized the Justice Department and the FBI. Well, just listen to this line of questioning from Congressman Ted Lieu to uh, uh, FBI Director Chris Wray. It's very telling. Trump advisor Roger Stone was convicted in a federal court, correct? Uh, That's my recollection. Trump donor Elliot Brady was convicted in a federal court, correct? Hmm. Also my recollection. The attorney general at the time for those two convictions was Bill Barr. Which president nominated Bill Barr for attorney general? Uh, President Trump. Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, was convicted on two separate occasions in a federal court, correct? Correct. I believe that's correct. The attorney general at the time for Cohen's second conviction was Matthew Whitaker. Which (laughs) president appointed Matthew Whitaker Hmm. as acting attorney general? Uh, President Trump. Hmm. Trump's former campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, was convicted in a federal court, correct? Yes. Trump's former deputy campaign manager, Mr. Gates, was convicted in a federal court, correct? That's my recollection. Hmm. Trump's campaign foreign policy advisor, George Papadopoulos, was convicted in a federal court, correct? Uh, yes, I think he, yeah, he pled guilty, yes. Yes, he did. The attorney general at the time of those three cases was Jeff Sessions. Which president nominated Jeff Sessions for attorney general? Hmm. President Trump. Oh, yeah. You were the FBI director for all of those cases at the time. Which president nominated you? President Trump. Okay. What these facts show is we don't have a two-tiered system of justice. We have one Department of Justice that goes after criminals regardless of party ideology. All of these folks were convicted under the administrations of three separate Republican attorneys general. It is not the fault of the FBI that Donald Trump surrounded himself with criminals. Donald Trump brought that upon himself. Thank you to the FBI for exposing the cesspool of corruption of these Trump associates. Interesting, huh? Interesting the way that works. They were all prosecuted under Trump appointees. Because there were criminals. They broke the law. It had nothing to do with their party. And it wasn't about weaponizing the DOJ or the FBI or the police or anybody else. It's who Donald Trump surrounded himself with. Criminals. And the criminals were prosecuted. And that's why Donald Trump is being prosecuted. Capiche? Yeah. So... I just had to share that with you. That's my little. Uh, so th- that that's all the news that I could bring myself to watch. I, I'll tell you later what I watched today. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. But let me first give you a little rundown of some of the other news that's kind of frustrating and illustrates why I, um, um, you know, why, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm tuning out more and more from the news these days. Sorry, I've got a <clears throat> what they used to call a frog in my throat. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I still think it's a side effect from that um, that Boniva stuff I took. I'm going back to the, if you missed it yesterday, got a laugh, and I 
uh, introduced a new segment on the show, the Mal Ladies, because, you know, we're both getting old and we're both, uh, we've got all kinds of things wrong with us. So um, I started on this bone density medication and it got me really sick. And one of the things they says, say it will bring on is like bronchitis. So I've been <clears throat> phlegmy in addition to everything else. Anyway, I digress. Let me tell you some of the other news, <laughs> a few headlines, things that are happening today, which will illustrate why I hate talking about the news these days. Okay, first of all, yes, I'm allergic to all the nonsense. Um, uh, it looks like No Labels is getting closer to picking their third-party spoiler candidate because No Labels, the bullshit group who pretends to be, you know, we're going to bring both sides together. It's going to be a unity ticket. Well, they have an event next week in New Hampshire with <laughs> Joe Manchin, and form, you know, who, who, well, who is technically a Democrat and former Utah Republican Governor John Huntsman as their featured guests. It looks like that may be their ticket. Now, here's the thing. If there is a third party uh, candidate under the no labels moniker heading uh, category, it will be... Um, not good for us because, you know, you don't need me to explain. It just will not be good. Here's Manchin's statement on this event. Quote, it is clear that most Americans are exceedingly frustrated by the growing divide in our political parties and toxic political rhetoric from our elected leaders. Our political discourse is lacking engaged debates around common sense solutions to solve the pressing issues facing our nation. And you know what? While I agree with a lot of what he said, if Joe Manchin gets in the race and dilutes the Democrat votes, the Democratic uh, votes, we could wind up with Donald Trump in office again. Uh, it's just not good. And Joe Manchin, really? And John Huntsman? Re- okay. Uh, so there's that. That's happening Monday. Um, in other news, you heard about this uh, hair salon owner in Traverse City, Michigan. Her name is Christine Geiger. And now that the Supreme Court opened the door saying that it's fine for this uh, erstwhile web designer in Colorado to discriminate against a gay couple, uh, this person, Christine Geiger, wrote, wrote on Facebook, quote, If a human identifies as anything other than a man slash woman, please seek services at a local pet groomer. Huh? And then... Um, she said she cited this recent Supreme Court decision, the 303 decision, and said it doesn't permit this. Uh, the, oh, oh, the recent Supreme Court decision, according to the ACLU, doesn't permit this type of discrimination. But that's exactly what's happening. So um, just keep that one in your hat. Uh, the weather. Okay, I'm sitting here schwitzing again. I have my wonderful smoothie today. My mm, my very icy coffee drink in my Blendjet 2 that I blended up myself. It's better than anything I could get at Starbucks or Dunkin' or, you know, any of the, the fruit places. Because I made it myself. I know exactly what's in it. It's exactly the way I like it. I can freshen it up. 
and it's it, I could take it with me if if I ever left the house. You can take it to the gym. Blend Jet. These things are great. One of these days, I'll tell you about the cheap knockoff that I saw advertised that I bought to see what the difference is. And maybe tomorrow I'll show you. Get the real deal. Believe me, get the real deal because this thing is solid. It's great. Um, go to blendjet.com slash feedme12. You'll get 12% off your order and uh, free two-day shipping. And it, it's it's what everybody needs right now as these temperatures are breaking all kinds of records. This is These are the hottest days the U.S. has ever seen. And in addition to the heat, we're also poised for record high consumption of natural gas. As this extreme heat sends the demand for air conditioning skyrocketing. It's crazy. So while we're burning, Kelly says it's 100 in Albuquerque. Um, on my computer, I have a warning you know, where the weather thing usually is on the bottom of the screen? It's like a, a thermometer on fire. South Florida is under heat uh, warnings, as is much of the rest of the nation. Um, and in addition to that, there's, go figure, historic and cat- catastrophic flooding. So in Vermont, the beautiful capital of Vermont, Montpelier, and I've been there, Montpelier, Vermont, because I used to oversee a, a cool radio station called The Point in Montpelier. I used to, I used to program a station in, um, uh, in well, they, they said it was in Boston. It was a Boston suburb uh, called The River, and we also owned The Point in Montpelier, and I got to visit once, and it's just magnificent. It was just, just gorgeous. Hold, hold on one second, Robert. Um, anyway, so in Vermont, they were flooded on Tuesday. Over nine inches of rain dumped on the state, like a month's worth of rain in, in one day. People lost their homes, businesses. It's just terrible. This is happening everywhere. Everywhere. If we had enough yet. Um, Robert Naples. Hey, haven't heard from you in a while. I know. I got got back. I went to go visit family in Italy. It was nice. Oh, in Italy, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's where they are. <laughs> um, you're right about the heat over here in Fort Misery. Uh, it was 98 today. Uh. I mean, that doesn't happen here. That's full, you know. Usually, it gets to like 95, and it starts cracking. You know, yeah. thunderstorm. Well, did you hear? Did you hear in Key West? In Key West, the the ocean temperature usually at at its high point in in like August is in the eighties. It's over ninety. It's like ninety ninety five degrees or something. Um, we're going to have storms this season. I think yes. I'm, I, I'm terrified. That's that's the premise of my call. Is yeah. that you know you were talking crap about DeSantis, which I love because he's crap. Um, you know. You know, God, God forbid a hurricane hits Florida. You just said farmers pulled out. Yep. All those people are gone. Who's going to put the place back together when he's trying to arrest illegals for even, you know, no, but, this way? Well, and don't call them illegals. That don't, don't, don't no, use they're their... No, they're not. They're not. No, right. don't, don't, don't use, I, no, not, don't use their, their, their verbiage. Don't, don't do that. I, I but but here's the right. problem. Because of what he's doing, you know, inflation 
is highest in Florida of the whole country because of DeSantis's move against migrants, against right. undocumented workers who do all the picking of the, the, the produce here. They're afraid to be here, so they're leaving, so there's nobody to do that work. So the prices are skyrocketing even higher. Um, it's exactly. a real disaster what's happening in Florida, and he's on the road trying to be running for president. Yeah, because woke will make you broke. You know, I mean, this guy's such such a... Oh, and now today, today, one of his his CFO actually said the reason insurance costs are rising in Florida is because of the woke. Literally. (laughs) Because it's such bullshit. bullshit. It's such bullshit. Bullshit. And and these idiots believe it. They're like, oh, yeah, it's because of the woke. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and, uh, a lot of it is, too, is that uh, people still want to move here, you know, so that, now the demand of homes are going up and, you know, and now when the house goes up and, and the storm comes, it costs more money to rebuild a smaller, little, you know, little They're house. not going to be able I mean, to rebuild. They are no, not going to be able to rebuild. No. Yep. All right. So listen, I, I, I good to hear your voice. I, well, uh, thank you. Know, you. I miss you. <laughs> right. Well, be welcome good. back, Robert. Good to have you back. Stay thank safe you. out there and stay cool. Get your blend jet and make yourself a smoothie. I'm telling you, I've had this, uh, in addition to drinking it, I just, I, I put it on my body to, to cool me down a little bit. Um, in other news, uh, in other news, there was, um, you know, here in Florida, thanks to DeSantis, we have this six-week abortion ban. Um, they did it last night in Iowa. So, you know, um, here's a few other headlines. Republican holds... Hold leaves Marines without confirmed leader thanks to Tommy Tuberville. <clears throat> um, uh, his unprecedented hold on military promotions has left the Marine Corps without a confirmed leader for the first time in 164 years. This is because Tuberville will not agree to unanimous consent, which is how military promotions are usually passed. He won't do it. Schumer could bring it up for a vote. But he won't because it's so time consuming. It would take days. And there are hundreds of these promotions on hold. He may have to do it for the Marine Corps to have this commandant. But, um, yeah, so that's happening. Right. Uh, it, it's it's like it, it's crazy. Um, another headline. Mike Pence supports forcing women to carry non-viable fetuses to term. He's saying restore the sanctity of life. Really? What about the wife, the life of the mother? Uh, making a woman carry a non-viable fetus to term? I guess that goes along with the former, and I, I hesitate to say pro basketball player, because I did some research into this Royce White guy, uh, who is a former NBA player. He played in three, count them, three games in the professional uh, NBA a National Baseball um, uh, Association. Um, let's see. He played in three regular season games. Uh, he, was af- he was afraid of flying, so he preferred to be on the bus. And he complained about his history of generalized anxiety disorder. Hey, Royce, maybe you should check out BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com slash Nicole Sandler. You'll get 10% off your first month of counseling. Just saying. And he really needs help because this asshole actually went on. Well, he went on a show with Steve Bannon 
that alone should cause you to get your head examined. But then he said this. As the black man in the room, I'll say that I don't know whether we're talking white men or Asian men or black men or so on and so forth. But no, I mean, I'm serious. Oh, shit. I cut off the beginning. I cut off the important part. Uh, go figure. I, I, I buried the lead. Here, here's what I think here. Look, uh, let's just be frank. Women have become too mouthy. Too As mouthy. the black men in the room, I'll say that. I don't know <laughs> that, whether we're talking white men or Asian men or black men or so on and so forth. But no, I mean, I'm serious. I'm serious. What? What are you serious about? Women have become too mouthy. Oh, man. Hey, uh, Royce White. Um, I just need you to shut the fuck up because nobody asked you, bitch. I need you to shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Just shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Bow, Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bow, Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bow, Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bow, That's to Royce White, who dares to say, uh, say it again, Royce. Women have become too mouthy. <laughs> yeah, and he's running for Congress now in Minnesota against Ilhan Omar. She will rip him a new one, if you know what I mean. few other headlines, real quickly. Ted Cruz proposes law that would allow citizens to know if their air fryer is spying on them. I couldn't make this stuff up if I tried. <laughs> All right. There's more. Uh, I do. I, I do want to tell you about, you know, there is good news, but you're not hearing a whole lot about it, though. Uh, key inflation data came out today and it showed this is mind boggling. It showed that inflation is coming down. The consumer price index was at three percent for the month of June. Um and the target was two. It's it's like really making progress. It's doing great. So what's the Fed going to do? They're going to raise interest rates again at their July meeting. Seriously? I spent the morning going through my credit cards and seeing what my interest rates are on all my accounts. I canceled my American Express card because their interest rate is 29.99%. There's a word. And I felt sorry for the person that I spoke to. I said, look, I know it's not your fault, but look up the word usury. This used to be illegal. 25 to 30% credit card companies are charging interest. And they're like, well, the interest rate's up. It's it's gone up 5%, so it's gone up 5%. So they're charging the prime, which is now 8-something, plus 11.9% on top of it. That's the problem. So if only I could get away without credit cards. That would be nice. Um, Anyway. More later. So I told you, this is why I'm tuning out of the news, because it is so depressing. Now, you may recall, you know that I'm an animal lover. You know that I've got my, my dog, Jackson. I've always had dogs. I, I, I have rescued dogs. Before the pandemic, I spent every weekend for about a year and a half leading up to the day they shut everything down here in South Florida, um, volunteering at the Broward County uh, what they call Animal Care and Adoption Center. And it was my goal. Every weekend I'd go in there, both day, I'd go in Saturday and Sunday, and I would get to know the dogs. And then when people came in looking, I would match them up. And, and I was really good at it. And it, was, it made my heart swell to find homes for these, for these dogs. Uh, and honestly, it killed me when, uh, when everything shut down with the pandemic. 
I knew it was necessary. And look, as a lung cancer survivor, um, I knew I couldn't go in. And honestly, I, I have not been back um, because, well, uh, for a number of reasons, but uh, that we can go into another time. And, um, but but I, I still, I have a thing for animals. So... I'm going to bring on our guest, and and Ingrid, I apologize because um, I, I need to I need to fire my producer um, because she didn't do the Chiron. So while we're talking, I will get all your your information up on the screen. But um, let me bring you in uh, before I do that anyway, so that we can talk. I'm I'm my producer, so when I talk about firing, it's just me. Um, but I want to welcome uh, Ingrid Newkirk to the show. She is the uh, president and founder of PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Uh, we've we've been familiar with PETA for a couple of decades now. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on and thank you for your work in protecting the animals. Uh, it's nice to meet you. Hi, Nicole. Thank you very much. And I'm so glad you were a volunteer and I'm sure you'll go back there again. Well, I, I will, although yeah, it was a lot going on. And yes, I, I mean, I'll do anything I can to help these animals. And, and uh, yeah. Uh, uh, that we could we could talk for hours about that, but but that's not what we're here to talk about today. I do want to ask you a bit about PETA and its history because you have been, um, you know, you've you've done amazing work protecting animals, um, advocating, act, doing activism, uh, and what I said about PETA is. You know how to make a stand. You know how to get press. You know how to um, get attention. Um, some of the things that PETA has done has come under scrutiny. Um, not not all of it has been positive, but again, you you get people talking, and and I guess that's the intent to to call attention to the problem in whatever way you possibly can. Well, you know, Nicole, it's not as it was. We've been around since 1980, and in 1980. You could have intelligent, lengthy conversations, philosophical discussions about an issue. All that's gone. It's just what's Kim Kardashian doing today with her corsets? Yeah. Or, you know, this conflict, it's sex, it's conflict, and so on. So we have to try very, very hard to break through. And thank you for having me on the show because we can talk about issues. But we are gimmicky. We've reduced ourselves to having to come up with gimmicks to get people to have a look and have a listen. So we have celebrities, we use nudity, we use humor, we do all kinds of shenanigans just to say, look, here's a serious issue that you otherwise might not pay any attention to, but you're needed. Your consumer dollars may be paying to hurt animals. You probably haven't a clue that's going on. But now we've got your attention. Can we tell you about it? Absolutely. And and you you have gotten our attention. All right. I got finally got your name up there. PETA.org is where you can find uh, people for the ethical treatment of animals. Well, the reason that you're here today is is a fascinating you know, press release I got. I get I get all kinds of pitches for guests on the show, and most of them, you know, I just it's nah nah. And I read about what you're doing, um, and and it just spoke to me. It's like this is brilliant. This is so good, and it gives me the opportunity to talk to you. We've never met before, and it's it's very nice to meet you. So, um, before we get into the specifics of what got my attention. And I think we'll get a lot of people's attention. I want to ask, uh, what year, what, how long has PETA been in existence? 
43 years, 1980, we began. And that was a time when every little girl wanted a fur coat. You couldn't find a plant-based milk if you tried. <laughs> and, you know, there were no um, taste-alikes that weren't meat or dairy. And uh, just the, the circus was full of chained elephants. Oh, Ringling Brothers is gone. And and your PETA is really responsible for that. Now, sometimes your groups, PETA, local PETA chapters would protest outside of Ringling Brothers circuses um, with some pretty graphic materials. Um, and but you made a point, and and you got the point across. And they no longer use animals in their act. That had to feel really good the day they shut down the last elephant act. Oh, it was a champagne cork popping day. We actually protested every single show of Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus across the entire country. Everybody came out because elephants belong in nature. They don't belong chained up behind the big top. And people would yell at us. They would spit at us. They would throw things at us. They would swear at us. I found it extraordinary when fathers would swear at us pretty ribaldly with a child on their shoulders or a child in tow. And all we were doing was showing the facts, which is that elephants are wonderful mothers and they love their babies and the training is hideous and so on. So we just showed the facts and that upset people. But in the end, it all went away. There you go. And so... um and, and you weren't hurting anybody. That's the thing. Yeah, you showed a lot of graphic images, but um, graphic things were happening. So how do you get it across without, you know, if you're not going to to expose exactly what's happening? And that's what you did. Um, well, Nicole, you, you just hit the nail on the head because people would say, well, Peter is you know, it's using shock tactics. We're not using shock tactics anything, really. We just show you what the truth is. And Harry Truman says, they say, you know, that I, I have upset them. All I do is show the truth. And that's what we were doing. These are the realities that the meat industry, the circus industry, the fur industry doesn't want anybody to see because they want you to buy their product. And we said, hang on a minute. Let me show you where this product came from and what happened to the animals involved and now you can make a choice, want it or don't want it. So it may be shocking because it is shocking, but it's just the reality of what goes on when uh, you don't see it. Right. So um, so I get this press release the other day um, that you decided to, I guess, change your will um, to, to continue your activism and make the plans to continue your activism to protect the animals. After you're gone, look, the reality is we're all going to die, right? So you want to make sure that your work lives on and has meaning. Um, so explain what happened 20 years ago that first got you started with this on this road. Well, I'm redoing my will. I did do it 20 years ago. And it came about because, you know, activism is my life. I, I want people to be kind to animals and I want to find ways to convince them to be kind. And so if I'm dead, I... That's the end of my activism. I was in a small plane coming from Minnesota to Norfolk, Virginia. And I didn't know at the time, we found out afterwards, all the other planes had diverted because there was a tornado tracking up from the Carolinas. But I had two young, cocky pilots, guys who thought, oh, we can do this. And they took the plane in, or they tried to. And when you look out the window, it was 
pitch black with lightning and everything. And I thought, this, this is wrong. And then suddenly we were caught in wind shear and the entire plane was shaken as if it was in a tumble dryer. Everybody in the plane knows each other now. We all got together afterwards. We survived, obviously. Wow. We were blown out to sea. We also didn't know that then. And they tried to land at a second airport, but it was too close to the tracking. And we were again caught in wind shear. And everybody thought this is the end. People were thinking, oh, I'm so glad I didn't bring my children. I wish I'd signed that contract. All these things. I was thinking, who have I got, if I go now, who will run Peter? And I was very pleased with what I decided. We landed at a third airport. We had missed an Air Force base landing. We finally came in with a teaspoon of fuel, all the emergency vehicles. And the next day, I had that experience you hear about where somebody who has almost died thinks, what am I doing here? How, how, how is it I'm still alive? And I started to think, is there anything I could do that would prolong my activism? And I thought, I know what I can do. If my body is intact when I die, I will will bits of it. I'll will the whole thing to Peter. And they can cut it into bits and use the bits like my liver to protest against foie gras, which is made from force-feeding ducks and geese until their liver expands, things like that. So I put the will together, and I just redid it because we've changed a lot, and I don't need to do some of the things I thought I'd do with these bits 20 years ago. Right, but you came up with new things to do with the bits, <laughs> and you, you put together a great graphic. I used some of it in the show card for today's show, and here I've got some so the, the graphic up on the screen. And uh, can you explain some of the things? <laughs> like, um, this is just, it's brilliant. And, and But this is real. This is not just a graphic that you're putting out there. You're really doing this. You put this in your will to carve out uh, some of your... Um, uh, bits. <laughs> bits. Uh, well, explain. Explain what we're seeing on this graphic. Cause, and, and a lot of people are listening and not seeing the graphic either. So talk about what, what you're going to do. Uh, let's start with your eyes. What are you doing with your eyes? Well, I honestly can't remember. They're probably going, because I can't see that graphic. <laughs> they're, probably, they're probably going to the National Institutes of Health or somewhere like that to keep an eye on the fact that they need to change from animal experiments to modern in vitro methods like high-speed computers programmed with human data and organs on a chip and all that sort of thing. Stop dragging their feet. Maybe by the time I die, that will have switched and it's already beginning to right it, it says send one eye to the nih and the other one to the uk home office for wasting time and taxpayer money on animal experiment experiments is PETA based in the uk or where are you um at the moment i'm in washington dc we have an office here our headquarters we have peter us peter uk peter germany peter india peter australia so we're all over but I see there that um, you've got a frying pan. I can make that out on the left. Yes, and it says, carve out and sear some of my flesh to fry up with onions for a human barbecue. I thought that would be kind of interesting because we are all flesh and blood and a beating heart. And no animal wants to die. I've been in many a slaughterhouse, even for dogs in Taiwan for winter soup. And they're all petrified. And so I thought, well, you can take some of my flesh. I won't need it anymore. Right. 
You can fry it up with some onions so it smells good. People will come over and go, oh, what's that? Right. And then you'll think, oh, my God, it's her. And then (laughs) we'll be able to say, you know, flesh is flesh. You don't need any of it. Go vegan. You know, I'll tell you something. I I had a, a melanoma years ago. And when they cut it out of my leg and they took a big chunk out, all I could think is, oh, my God, that looks like a piece of meat. And it is. It's it, oh, it, that's it is. what it is. Yeah, I mean, you look at roadkill and you yeah. are disgusted by roadkill, but look at ground beef. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just the same. It's, but the only difference, of course, will be that I'm a volunteer and all the animals going down that line upside down, hanging by one leg or whatever. Yeah. They're not volunteers. They don't want to go. They can smell it. They can hear it. And they're scared out of their wits. Right. Um, the, 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 the demented side of me goes to a, a comedy bit that a friend of mine did uh, based on the character from Silence of the Lambs that says, it puts the lotion on the, on the, on the body. Um, because when I see the one, you've got, you've got like a, a skin suit, you've got a handbag and a belt, and it says, peel off and cure my skin to fashion into a leather belt and purse. Yeah, well, you know, it's even better than that, because when I was in my foolish youth, I got, although now it's all rage, I got a tattoo on my arm of a lizard. I love lizards. I think they're absolutely beautiful and fascinating. Lizards on the purse. (laughs) You can carve that off, make a purse out of it, and it'll be the first actual volunteer lizard skin purse. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, we do undercover investigations, and we go to these crocodile farms, these lizard and snake places, and no one has any respect for them. And they feel they, they feel pain and fear. And yet they're treated abominably. So I want my lizard skin purse, please. Yeah. Um, you know, this one, we're laughing about these things. But some of these things are not funny. We've witnessed this year um, just a number of horses being having to be put down at uh, at the uh, Churchill Downs in Louisville where they do the Kentucky Derby because of what they're doing to these animals. So you're saying that one of your legs should be removed and violently broken, the foot detached, and the broken leg should be sent to either Churchill Downs to display outside the Kentucky Derby or to Aintree to display outside the Grand National so as to draw attention to the thousands of horses who have sustained fatal catastrophic injuries during these and other races. Horse racing is pretty bad. Horse racing is atrocious. And people, of course, they think of mint juleps and the hats and what have you, and people having a good time in there on the track. But we've done so many investigations showing the drugging of these poor horses. Their entire lives are dominated by what they can do to win a profit for some rich trainers and owners. And about three, well, at least, I should say at least three horses a day die on U.S. tracks, at least three a day. Now, imagine if that was roadrunners, just human beings going into races and somebody said, you know, three of them are going to die every day. You think, what on earth is going on? But the horses often get drugs that are illegal. They get drugs that are still legal and shouldn't be. They mask pain so that they keep running on legs that really should be rested. And, and these legs break. And you see the most tragic things. So, yes, break my leg. 
put it in a box with a glass case and put it outside the Kentucky Derby if it hasn't stopped by then. Right. Horse racing is going downhill. I mean, people just don't want to bet on it anymore. Yeah, no, you know, I live in Florida and they used to have greyhound racing here. And we oh, finally yeah. got rid of greyhound racing, but they still have the horse races. So yeah, there's one that. day it'll be gone, but the greyhound racing was atrocious. Horrible. Just horrible. Um, this one is interesting because I hadn't seen elephant foot umbrella stands, but maybe it's a British thing. You said as a child you saw many of them as well as tiger rugs and other atrocities crafted from animal remains. You say it's creepy and wrong to use body parts as household decorations. So you want your foot to fashion a human umbrella stand. Yes, it won't hold many umbrellas because it's rather small. Uh, but um, I actually grew up, Nicole, in India. Ah. And so, um, there was a lot of British expatriates there and people passing through. And it was common to see an elephant's foot hacked off and used as an umbrella stand by the front door, especially for the monsoon season. And a tiger skin rug. Uh, we had a lot of ivory. Of course, that's mostly gone now because times have changed. Right. And we've wiped out so many elephants. But I thought, yes, I'd make a point that you don't... Animals are not there for you to seize. They don't belong to us. They're not there for the taking. They're their own people. You know, they have thoughts and feelings, maternal instincts, just as we do. They grieve. They feel lonely. Just they're not there for you to make some ornament out of or some furniture or decoration or coat or shoe. They're their own people. Right, right. Um, so there, there are six of them on this graphic, but your, your bequeathment, if that's a word, there's more of them. Like um, you're saying you want to present one of your ears to King Philippe of Spain or his successor to protest against bullfighting. I can't believe they still do that. You say, in which a cowardly matador often cuts off an exhausted and mortally wounded bull's ears? Yes, that's mm. one of the things they do and present it to whatever dignitary is sitting in the stands. Ugh. And sometimes the bull is alive. Mostly bulls are alive when they're dragged out of the arena. And we just had the running of the bulls in Pamplona. Peter had a big protest there. We do every year. It grows, the protest grows and grows. But you get these young men who want to prove that they're all macho. They come over from the U.S., U.K., Germany, Australia, and run with the bulls who are petrified. They're stampeding. And what people don't realize is that night in the bull ring, all of them will be killed. Oh. And they they're killed by being stabbed to death with a picador sticking something in the nerve behind their neck so that they can't fully raise their heads. They're at such a disadvantage, and they didn't want to be there in the first place. And a hundred Spanish cities have said no, but Pamplona still carries on. So my ear can go to the king, and he, if he's still alive, he just attended a bullfight. Shame <sighs> on him. Um, yeah, you, you want to send your lungs, your lungs to the governor of Alaska if the Iditarod is still being held. Since more than 150 dogs have died in it, many due to respiratory issues. See, we don't hear these things. I knew that the Iditarod was bad because it's really cruel on the dogs, but I didn't realize that so many of them die. 
Yeah, many of them die of respiratory distress, of pneumonia. They aspirate into their own lungs. But what happened last year was interesting. I'm sorry, this is such a litany of horrors, but what else can I do but draw attention to them? Is last year, some of the races, the human races, were actually disqualified because there was such an incredible ice storm with massive raging winds, and they knew the dogs would die outside. Oh. So those two races took the dogs into the hut overnight, and they were disqualified because the dogs have to stay out and suffer or die. They fall into chasms, they, you know, and after the race, many of them are killed because they just aren't good enough or they suffered injuries and did not want it anymore. It's wow. a very callous That's terrible. Business. That's so sad. That's so sad. Again, we're speaking with Ingrid Newkirk. She's the founder and president of PETA. She's been at it for over 40 years and is trying to figure out how to make her activism continue after she's gone. And you're going to do it by dividing up your body. It's all in your will. Your heart, you're going to cut in a few pieces. My favorite part of it is uh, a piece that it says, send a third piece to the real-life Tin Man Elon Musk to clone for himself, as he seems ruled by greed and sex and lacks empathy and a heart, given that his company Neuralink has killed monkeys, pigs, rats, and sheep in invasive brain experiments. Yeah, they killed 25 pigs just by doing the wrong procedure on them, implanting the wrong device. I mean, if we want to have a chip put in our brains, I would think he should be the first test subject. (laughs) And other people are working on this stuff anyway. But 1,500 animals have died at least in his laboratory. And he has the goal to say, oh, well, they're well cared for. Well, yeah. If you strap me into a chair, like an electric chair, and put something in my brain and force me to perform some kind of procedures so that you can see if I can figure them out, I mean, that's not well cared for. That's just absolutely wretched. I mean, monkeys are fellow primates, they think and they feel, and they don't want to be there. So Elon Musk, I think, has... Is lacking a, a heart. Uh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I think my favorite one of all is um, delivering part of your spine to Donald Trump Jr. And don't forget his, his uh, brother, uh, yeah. Uday and Kuse or whatever, who indulges in craven violence in an attempt to prove his manhood by gunning down magnificent unthreatening and unsuspecting wild animals who are simply standing still when that pathetic man takes his cowardly shots at them. Thank you. Thank you. I really hope that one day the U.S. Congress will have the spine to pass a law that prohibits um, trophy bits and pieces like heads and horns coming into this country. Um, Donald Trump Jr. and his brother, who are pathetic examples of manhood, cut off an elephant's tail after they gunned her down or him down and stood grinning with it as if they'd accomplished something. All they'd accomplished was showing that they have something wrong with them and that they probably need psychiatric attention. Yeah. No, it, it, they apps. Well, that's that's without a doubt. And uh, that's a topic for another day. They're, the pictures that they post of them standing over these magnificent animals that they've murdered um, is just sickening. And. I love that you're using your activism to call attention to this. And look, not everybody has to agree with everything you do. Um, uh, During the pandemic, we went vegan. We are no longer vegan for health reasons. And, you know, but I still try to uh, 
eat as much that way as I can. The thing is, everybody's got to do what's right for them. But the bottom line is, don't be cruel to these other living beings. They have as much right to live here as we do. And the, the, the gunning down of animals like the Trumps do or the, the, the maiming of animals in the name of sport or things like that. You know, consider the, when I hear these idiots, sorry, screaming about, you know, oh, you got to protect the sanctity of life. And so they're talking about you can't abort a, a fetus that, that will not survive to protect the sanctity of life, yet they'll go out and sport hunt. Um, you know, the, dis- the, the, the hypocrisy is just terrible. If they're talking about all God's creatures, well, I'm not a believer in God. These are creatures with souls and feelings, and they're, you know, I, I look into my dog's eyes, and uh, how anybody could hurt an animal, I don't know. So, um, you know, kudos to you for, for, for standing up and making a lifelong commitment to protect animals. Thanks, Nicole. And I would like to say, if, if anybody would like any help going vegan, we've got a free vegan starter kit. Anybody wants an alternative to dissection in schools for themselves, their child, their grandchild, we have them all. I mean, we have a clothing guide so you don't have to take anything off an animal's back. Anything that anybody wants, any help, we have it. We've done the homework and we are here to help. So please come to peter.org and and come on in. Now, you also said that there's, um, you said you're not necessarily against, necessarily against, like, chicken. Chicken is now being grown, like, meat that grown in the lab so that you don't have to kill an animal to if you want to eat chicken. Is that real? Well, I used to rehome chickens from an animal shelter, so I'm particularly fond of them when they're still alive. Um, but it is coming, this in vitro lab-grown chicken, which comes from real chicken cells, but will eliminate slaughterhouses. But until that happens, there is taster-like chicken that's made of soy or pea protein or all sorts of things. Any taste you want is now available in a vegan uh, form. And but we do also, we have physicians on our staff, lots of physicians, nutritionists, and so on. Anything you need, we can help with the kids, with the family. And um, uh, uh, they're not a sponsor, but I'll put in a plug for Beyond Beyond Meat. Their, their fake hamburger is really good. <laughs> I like it. And, you know, yes, we're not vegan, but we do that over ground beef. Um, so there are options out there and, and, you know, we use vegan butter. We, there's, there's so many products that are lifetimes ahead of where they were 10 years ago. So if you haven't tried some of these plant-based substitutes, give them a shot, you know, you'll be surprised. Even one meal, you're saving an animal. They say, you know, you could save 200 animals a year easy. And I think people say, well, I still eat chicken and fish. And I always say, well, if you love animals, just learn a little bit about them because they're all precious and they all want to live just as we do. But yes, we'll have any, any meal, one, give up one meal that involves slaughter or violence. Great. There are people who do meatless, meatless Mondays, right? So it's just one way forward. Plus, it's good for the environment, too, because all the, oh, yeah. the cow flatulence and stuff is really bad. It's as bad as, you know, some of the carbon fuel we burn um, for, for our 
world and we're all suffering from it now. Ingrid Newkirk, it was so nice to meet you. Thank you for the work you've done and thank you for ruffling feathers to make a point. You've been very <laughs> effective and although you know you ruffled some feathers of people the wrong way, too bad. Good for you for taking a stand and sticking to it and and you know doing it for the right reasons. Thanks, Nicole, very much for having the show and for having me on it. Thank you. It was very nice to meet you. You take care. And you good too. luck. And I hope you don't have to give away your body parts anytime soon. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, Ingrid Bye. Newkirk, again, visit PETA.org. Uh, you don't have to agree with everything they stand for. But, boy, I love this is like guerrilla, um, not marketing, but uh, uh, activism. You know, y- if you want to grab people's attentions, attention, especially now, the way things are today, you got you to gotta do something drastic. And when I read what she was doing, I thought, now that's creative. And, and you don't have to agree. Look, I, I watched the numbers of people who are watching on YouTube go down during this segment because some people don't want to hear it. You know what? You, you, you have to sometimes offend. Um... I applaud anybody who takes a stand and is creative and is not hurting anybody in the process. When you start hurting people, look, when they throw blood on people and stuff, I don't like that shit. I don't agree with everything she did, but boy, do I appreciate her energy and activism. Good for her. So anyway, there's that. <laughs> there's a Wednesday for you. Now, what are you having for dinner? <laughs> um, uh, all right. With that, we are done. <clears throat> Uh, I'm going to go um, uh, put some more ice in my smoothie. Um, yes. And, yeah, I hope, uh, you know, if you were offended by that, I'm sorry. You shouldn't be. Because, again, it's uh, for those, uh, uh, again, I go back to the, we're all God's children. Well, then, why do you hurt other people? Why do you kill animals? Stop it. Um all right, with the, I, I, I've got other stuff. Tomorrow, I will tell you about the interest rates, okay, on the credit cards. Oh, my God. I canceled my American Express card. And I'll tell you who to go to to get the best interest rates. Because I got two cards that I will use now as much as I can. And yes, Tamara says, Soylent Green is people. Yes, it is. All right, have a good one, everyone. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Uh, Be good. Stay cool. Stay safe. Bye.